You are now listening to Side B of this week's Off the Record. Um, but that was kind of like any any issues or any thoughts dealing with like that album uh, is lighthearted compared to kind mm-hmm. of some more recent events that have occurred, man. And just For to sure. go to this, man, uh, man, about 10, uh, 10 08 p.m., um, I guess it would be Pacific Standard Time or whatever, but like, oh, in Sunday, Las Vegas, at an outdoor country music festival, concert rather, um, there was just um, Sounds of Gunfire um, from the uh, 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. Um, what you have there is that a, um, a gentle, well, I was going to say a gentleman, but that, that feels too complimentary in this case but mm-hmm. um steven paddock uh unloaded um man i mean just for almost they say like nine to eleven minutes after the first 911 call came in so i don't know oh, what the wait. full elapsed time is but just to get to this point man it ended up after it was all said and done he just fired into what seemed to be a captive you know, stuck audience and uh, it ended up with over 500 people injured and almost 60 dead, um, close to 58, about 58. And um, it spun just everything into this tailwind. You know, speaking personally for myself, I was up a little late Sunday night, but like I was, I started, like I went to sleep and it was essentially when I woke up that I kind of saw the new like I, I had a text from my mom who was just kind of like j- not like just kind of talking about like man the world like she, it was just kind of this general thing and that's when I like realized let me figure out what what happened mm. and just kind of seeing all of the devastation um there was a, been a lot of clips and video footage of 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 concert footage of one when the shot started to be fired um the the paddock was eventually found uh killed uh by suicide mm-hmm. um in uh in the hotel room by the time authorities reached him um but you know the damage had been done and of course from there it just has spun a host of talking points host of things everything of course we went to uh the issue with gun reform and and gun control rather and but it also went into various things about like early reports about um hit like i think isis claimed they did isis claimed him as saying inspired inspired multiple times and they said that oh you know he had he had converted you know shortly before whatever but there was no evidence to say it was clearly this was later soon rebuffed, but not before Associated Press promoted that, like oh, publicized boy. it, like saying without evidence, ISIS has claimed blah, 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 which, you know, they talk about the lie travels around the world before the truth puts on its pants. And so it, mm. it was, you know, by the time the the uh, by the time the truth came out about that, like more of that effect you know gone out but man i just i don't even know where to go with this story other than just to say like it's just just heartbreaking thing you see the people um you hear stories about like a daughter who watched her her mother killed right in front of her and then like mm-hmm. she was shot in the arm and she was leaving 
and you saw just strangers and people just trying to help one another as well too like people hopping into cars and all the stuff like that went on like that it, it's it's i don't even know where to go with it it just was so many so many parts to this but mm. it um like i guess david like were you were you up at this time were you like following in real time when this happened or um, what's up? so was it sunday sunday night yeah sunday night uh no i wasn't i remember i, I got up early and I saw um, I had a friend in Vegas um, And I Didn't know what was going on And I flipped through the news And I was like Oh snap And uh, I immediately texted him And I didn't hear nothing back for a second I was just like Come on man Because I knew he was out there Not necessarily for mm-hmm. that I knew him and his wife was out there Yeah And uh, it, like, it was probably like 5.30 Something like that in the morning I'm just texting He finally texted me back And he was like No I was gonna I was about to buy my wife a ticket To go to that we decided to get drunk and hang out with some friends instead, yeah, and all that. And I was just like, "Yo, that's that's that's, crazy. that's cra- you know that's crazy." But it, mm. then you, then you start getting like you hear that and you start seeing the stories and then you just start getting angry, yeah, because you're just like you see the like fifty. I think when I first saw, it, I was like they were like it was like forty something people and then right. it mm. jumped up to fifty eight people, yeah. and you just get angry and you you know we, we I mean. It's sad to say here in America, it's like we know this. We know this to be, you know, this is going to be a thing, and 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 it. I, I'm at the point where I refuse to believe that that's a thing now. Like mm. I'm tired. Like I, right. I, I got sick of hearing people like, "Well, what were his motives?" I don't care. Right. I don't care yeah. about his motives. Yeah. Mm. Like that doesn't matter anymore. Mm. There are 58 people dead mm. because this dude had a gun that could like could take out like you know what I mean could take out that many amount of people and it's like yeah, guns and, 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 guns. And, and, multi, and multiple guns, guns and brought and multiple rounds, guns to yeah. that situation and yeah. you know and I get people listen I'm not I don't want anybody's guns but I, I I'm like I'm tired I'm tired of like the same people um, that we talk to and we ask them to be leaders about this and everybody's giving us the same answer mm. and it's clearly regurgitated there's no heart behind it and you're saying oh it's too soon to politicize and you know what if this event is too soon to politicize I can live with that but let's politicize Sandy Hook now because right. I think we've had enough time to politicize right. you know what I mean right. let's politicize mm. that now San Bernardino or San Bernardino because that's been a long time we, we can we can let this yeah. one rest for two years or right. whatever whatever but the time whatever the time you need time is. but <laughs> if I could just only talk to you you know whoever's in leadership about Sandy Hook mm. you know when we allow 20 some odd children to be murdered you know what I mean like it's and they want and it, and it, it, it sucks because they want they, they clearly it's a diversion you know they don't want to talk about it all the people that don't want to talk about it. It's like, we're not stupid. You're bought. You've been mm. bought by the NRA. You've been bought by these people. All this money's going in. And I'm like, mm. I, I, I get we're in America, right? And you want freedom. Fine. Put bazookas at sale at Walmart then. You want to be that free? There's a reason why they're not bazookas at Walmart. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a re- like, it blows my mind how simple it is to get a weapon that could do that amount of damage. Mm. And you cry freedom. I think the reason why you should have it because you have freedom well then fly a plane there's a reason why everybody can't fly a plane mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like the license i've said this before like if the license to drive a car is cool for a 16 year old it's a different license to fly a plane why because it can do more damage right so the same mm-hmm. i feel like the same logic should apply to handguns yeah you know you're sitting around here and you got this dude has access to like i mean you i mean you if you see those videos you can hit it's not like a war zone like yeah. and you say for hunting 
that's not you're not even sure. you're not even a hunter at this point. You're not a hunter. If you're using that gun to shoot a deer, you're not a hunter at this point. Mm-hmm. You're just a, someone who likes damage. Right. You love the god complex of a gun, yeah. and the bigger the gun, the bigger the god that you feel like you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. we're we're past we're past, I'm so past the idea of you know let's let's not let's not regular like let's thoughts and pr- like yo, and especially Chris, I get thoughts and prayers. Sing your prayers. But if we don't do something about this, yeah. we 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 are like we're in trouble, and yeah. we can, can't keep pretending like we're not in trouble. You know, yeah. it's just, it's sickening. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's I would also say this for go to you, Sean. Like the the thing that I think about too is a couple of things when you look at the um, the the gun store that was that these were bought at the. Um, the owner had kind of put out a statement and was just like, look, like we did all the legal checks on it. Like he, he showed no signs of, had no record of da 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 da. Like they did everything within what current law or whatever. And and it's a really right. crazy store, like, like guns and coffee or something. Like it's a very wow, weird, yeah. like whatever. But I mean, and you know, I, that's a critique of gun culture, but nonetheless, like, that they they abided by the current rules, the current laws or whatever in place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these are results. You also have a you also at the same time have um, the shooter's family, the brother in particular, who's like, look, man, like this, this doesn't make sense for me. Like, I don't understand this. This doesn't like I he might have had a gun or two like in a safe. But like this, it, you know, you could see him just visibly at a loss for words mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. almost like incredulous, like not my brother, like I couldn't right. see, you right. know what I mean? And it's just, and, it, and it's, I felt in a way for him in this way of like, you're this, people are looking to you for answers because he killed himself and no one knows where to turn to get like the psychological profile for this. And mm-hmm. so all of us start to look at the family or the girlfriend or whomever, just cause we're like, give us something, give us something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, how helpless he must feel like what am I like yeah. he was my brother I did I had never saw any of this happening you know right. whatever right uh Sean man what where, where are you at with this um I'm not about to talk anything about policy or guns ammunition I want to hear about Dan he, he when we get to that he seems much more informed my so my thought on it uh and it's very simple. I've said this a lot. You know, people in my immediate circle, my dad, uh, I grew up, my dad owns convenience stores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, little neighborhood, like, y'all know what a convenience store is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he has has always had basically a handgun uh, on him. Um, because of his line of work, he's been robbed several times. He got robbed uh, with a sawed-off shotgun one time. Um so that's sort of my lens into into guns. Uh, I grew up kind of down the street from one of the more projects in Cincinnati, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Um, but I haven't, you know, held guns and shotguns. I mean, I've been to the range a couple of times. My grandmother had a gun because she worked thirds uh, at the convenience store. Um, so I'm, I, I just feel a little bit arm's length from a lot of the conversation when Mm -hmm. things tend to get, uh, politicized, uh, but on a human, emotional, psychological level, just two thoughts come to mind. One, 
I mean, that would be absolutely terrifying. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, the, the word I fall short of capturing the language that would even put anything on the feelings of being in a public space. And it's not like they're just out like walking on the strip. I mean, that has a vibe to it, but like in a party in a, in a diverse welcome celebratory environment and for that to be introduced to it, yeah. um, especially in an America I think we're less conditioned to that. There's something about it that still seems a little bit surprising, one. So I just can't put language on the experience of the people who are there, one, and I don't want to front like I know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Um, two, as things like this continue to happen, uh, and at some point we, we, we pass a mark of normalizing, um, I do fear for, have concern about, what changes in our culture, what becomes of our social dynamic where uh, there's enough fear or concern. And who knows, are, are, are there people who are targeting that fear for purposes, that concern for purposes? I think that's worthy of consideration. But like, what happens when people aren't comfortable going outside? Mm-hmm. What happens when people aren't comfortable? You know, I read a fast or listened to a fascinating podcast years ago, This American Life on the South Side of Chicago. And just to listen to the environmental realities of these young, uh, precious people growing up in the South Side, having to walk in the middle of the street to and from school uh, as to not like claim a set. Mm-hmm. So what if that were to become the normal culture in America? that we're so aware of potential catastrophe and violence and massacre and God knows what, that we are paralyzed in the public. Um, And I just don't know, especially with technology the way it is, how many videos have surfaced of this, audio recordings, how can we see that um, and hear that and not be affected on a human level, but then as the media continues to perpetuate it, what becomes of us? What happens to us the more that that happens so those are my main two thoughts yeah those are those are all great um i one that that uh this american life episode is incredible i think it's like a two-parter and um it's an amazing one so uh, if i can think of the title before we're done i'll shout that out so people can check that Mm -hmm. out but then other thing before dan you weigh in on it is that like i will say i ran it my the one thought i had because i didn't like go to like Twitter to like post any thoughts about it or anything like that. But I remember the thing I was thinking about more so than anything, which touches on a little bit what you were saying, Sean, is that I had this overwhelming sense of like how many, like how many therapists are needed, like, Mm -hmm. or will be needed to like, to deal with the, like, just if you survive, like just physically survive the amount of like therapy and how many things could be truly triggers for you. Like I would get such anxiety and such crazy as just being in a public space. It would blow me away. Like the, um, the amount of like work that I would need to do um, just because it's incredibly frightening, which is why it's like when you're thinking about this idea of, of uh, you know, however the coverage was and them not calling him a terrorist for whatever. And you're like, that is what these people experienced was terror. Like for sure in in an insane way, it was that. And it touches on this fact that last yesterday I was over in, in my neighborhood, I was sitting down reading and this couple sat behind me and I was overhearing their conversation with the waiter. And they were just like, 
yeah, we just need a drink. We know it's a lot of, you know, it might be too early for a Monday. And I, I was focused on the fact like it's not Monday, it's a Tuesday, but whatever. Like, and they were just like, yeah, we just, we just got back from Vegas. And we was like, and the guy was like, oh wow, Golly. really? Mm. And, he, and the guy, you know, kind of just casual, like, were you guys around? Where he's like, yeah, we were, we were on lockdown in our hotel. We couldn't, like, they were in the hotel that the Mandalay mm. Hotel, and they couldn't. And she says, and the the guy was getting a tattoo before, while like when it happened, and she had, st- she was, she wasn't at the concert, but she was like right outside of it, and then had she said, I felt this intuition, whatever you want to call it, God, something. I just felt like, yo, know, I should like, I wanted to, I wanted to leave. I just felt tired, felt whatever. I didn't want to be there, and she was like, I was trying to meet up with him to because he was getting this tattoo, and that's when the shot started to ring out. Uh, like maybe like 25 20 minutes after she had left that area and the guy the guy still had like half of the tattoo on his body because he he like Uh, it's just there he's like i don't even know if i'll finish it or when i'll be able to finish just because he's like he's thinking in his mind like this is its own memorial this own scar like this is what was happening when this went down and so i thought about the mental health aspect of it um in addition to everything in addition to the actual carnage that meant 500 people injured like 500 people aside from the fact that close to 60 people died five that's insane man it's crazy please right uh, yes. dan what you got um yeah so i was actually awake finishing mm. uh i've Always got something working. to say <laughs> uh um, we were trying you. to get it up by eleven thirty, mm. and it did not get up until i think like 3 a.m um, and better. so, uh, <laughs> cool. uh, but ironically, as I'm finishing it, I'm hopping on Twitter, uh, as it's uploading and I see just the craziest posts I've ever seen in my life. Like no warning, no text message. It was literally just like, like this is happening and then clicking on a video and it's someone had uploaded like the, one of the first videos that got uploaded with like it sounds like a war zone. It sounds like, uh, it's in Iraq. Um, and people running and screaming and it was before, you know, Twitter and Facebook could hop on their censorship and like mm-hmm. the right mm-hmm. amount of censorship right. to like yeah. pull down like stuff that people were just, you know, in a state of shock throwing on social mm-hmm. media because right. that's what we do now, um, mm-hmm. in order to record our lives. And so, um, I saw some, like, I just saw some crazy things like hopped on Periscope and there's a, a guy on Periscope that like, when crazy things happen, like he somehow hacks into like the like police scanners and mm. you can listen wow. to like all the, all the chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that for a little while and it was one of those things that like, I could not peel myself away. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like nine 11 all mm. over again. Mm. Um, mm. where you just, you stare at a, a burning building, like wondering how we got here. Um, mm. and so, I mean, that was, those were like my initial kind of feelings and didn't sleep very well that night and just um, had some friends that, you know, have uh, like condos in Vegas and mm. um, and kind of just did a, the best I could to track down people um, and to make sure, you know, they were okay. But I think the, the, next, the next day and the next like thought process um, is kind of... I think Sean, what you alluded to and is really kind of at the heart of like my biggest concern is what are we as a people going to like in a state of, in a state of fear, what will happen now? 
Um, and, and that's not to say that I don't think that we should, there should not be like precautions and like, and evaluate like, okay, like what should we do to like limit the sale of like, of rifles and, and gun? And I think that those are all valid conversations that should be had. But I also tend to think that it's in times like this, that, um, opportunists come in and say like, I can take care of this problem for you. Um, for sure. Uh, and this is when, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that it seems to be clear that he is not, um, associated with ISIS, uh, as weird as that sounds, because I think that would be the, the easiest opportunity created for, um, uh, a certain type of person to say like, this is, this, this feeds into this story and this, this fear that we all currently have, and I can solve this extreme t- Muslim terrorist issue. Um, and in reality, we have a much bigger, much bigger issue of evil in this world. But I think someone who can, someone will now will seek to step up and say, we need justice, we need security, and I can give that to you at a cost. Mm. And that cost is that you give up some of your civil liberties of, yes. um, uh, uh, of, you know, ability to travel ability like you know limiting your limiting people's movements um mm-hmm. in and out of places and so um yes it, there there's a very real scenario now that um this country becomes um a less free place not because you can't own guns but because people don't know how to take that proper step which yeah. would be to limit guns but would rather limit other people's freedoms in other ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, we got to say it though, right? Like for the, you know, for the drinkers at home, what a V. Huh? V. Uh, oh yeah. So this is definitely like straight out of the V for dead. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Just, Sorry. yeah. I was, I was holding it back because this is, this, this, this is such a serious thing. Yeah. yeah like yeah. And, and, and previously when I would reference it, like it's mm-hmm. a Trump, it's associated right, Trump. Right, right. And what if happens? What, right, if, right. what if a catastrophe? What if, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like the very first thought that I had was like this white dude who's 64 did do this crime. Like in no way, shape or form am I mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. like there, I've seen some like alt-right stuff come it's out, out like it was he was Alex a, Jones he was a fortune. victim and there was multiple this people a false were, flag event I've right. seen yeah. you know they're like oh those are professional trauma actors and right all this and yeah. like or, huh. and then there was multiple people like in the crowd shooting in the crowd right. as well and yeah. you know there's reports of all this and uh, false reports and mm. they it, it was they all came out that's not what I'm saying but what I am saying is that I am I am not ruling out the fact that he was not acting on the behalf of somebody, not ISIS, not an Islamic terrorist organization, but a homegrown terrorist organization with other motivations um, and who acting on behalf of a group that does want to seize power, that does know that the next play in the playbook is people will do pass something like the Patriot Act will pass something through legislation that people are willing to give up their, their freedoms in order to feel safe. Um, and, and that's, that's super scary to me. And, and my, my first thought was definitely like who I don't believe, I, I still don't believe he acted alone in the sense of 
he just decided one day on his own that he was going to do this. I just, you know, Leonard Matlock, when we first moved to this neighborhood, this neighborhood was not what it was what it, or what it is now. Mm-hmm. And um, there was somebody that was shot literally like, uh, like four doors down from, from us and died in his driveway. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling him like, Hey man, this, that's actually when I got a gun. Um, and we were, he was chopping it up with me and as a good friend would like, Hey, is that really the best idea? And you know, we went back and forth on it and he's like, I'll tell you this, like my experience living in Memphis is that stuff like this just doesn't happen for no reason. Even though it was written up as this like um, random assault on someone right. in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, you know, weeks later it comes out that this dude owed a lot of money to the wrong people and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And he was like, "I look, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I told you, like, things like this don't just happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a yeah, yeah. series of events that leads to them, and mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think that there is a series of events that led to this, um, and I think." ultimately hopefully we hopefully we find out but yeah yeah well and i think that idea is affirmed because don you mentioned earlier i believe that the brother uh seems completely like flabbergasted by this uh the girlfriend as well has been you know caught at this point giving commentary he's a nice guy Uh, like i think extreme extreme human behavior like dan was saying doesn't just happen Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yeah, it's uh, it's it's yeah. Yeah, I think all of it has just I've been very mindful of just my public utterances about it solely because it's it's just so many lives. So many. It was such a travesty and it's such a thing where I I will say to to your earlier point, David, and I think I saw someone tweet this, that um, if you guys out there listening, anyone, my homies in here. If you if I die, please politicize please my death. Please politicize my death. Please. By all means, use it mm-hmm. to make something change, make something happen. Um mm-hmm. and what's interesting as this has entered in this political political sphere, uh man, we find ourselves going back to this thing about sports, man. Like we're talking about um you know what kind of happened kind of blew up a little bit in the two weeks in between our recording is uh the president weighed in on um you know hmm. on athletes not on let me be clear on football <laughs> well let me be more specific black athletes yeah. and, <laughs> and football and basketball uh not you know, and kneeling around and not uh, standing for the flag. And I think there was a son of a bitch in there. And you guys, right. if that offends you out there, are, the president is saying it. So right. I hope that offended you too. But nonetheless, I think that, right. um, that that had, and so that kind of snowballed into this, like, you know, the greatest uh, two words from anyone is to call someone a bum, you bum. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was that said by LeBron and then, just a bunch of like kind of then you had like a Sunday of NFL unity kneeling that was this weird gentrification of the original protest that um, Kaepernick had started. 
Um, and now you got into this place where like in light of the tragedy um, Sunday night, then like all eyes were on Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was this concern about like, I think they, there was some display or something that was done to honor those victims. But then there was also the national anthem that was played as well too. And uh, a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. There was it's a, a chief player on. who uh, sat during that uh, exhibition and, then you had people weighing in on him saying, well, he's disrespecting not just the flag anymore, but also the victims. Just this weird circular thing. But Dan, I think one of the things that kind of prompted this to be like our last and final topic was just like, we're seeing numbers now coming in about the NFL and it's losing viewership. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's right. And there could be a host of reasons for this, but I'll just to set the stage. It's almost this weird it's this I feel like it's this weird combination of things where you have people there are people who have decided who are like yo I'm boycotting the NFL because they have blackballed Colin Kaepernick for uh, protesting during the national during the national anthem on issues of inequality and police brutality and because he has, he does not have a job, and he's much more qualified than a, more than a few of these people who do have jobs right now at quarterback. I am not going to watch boycott the NFL. Well, mm. th- with the protests that have occurred, then you've also seen this other faction of people who are like, "Well, I don't like how political uh, the NFL has become." So I'm not going to watch. And these people are honestly opposed to the Kaepernick protest. So you have two sides of an argument, both saying we don't like what's happening on this field. And so we're not going to watch. And you Mm. have do you have do you have exact numbers at all, Dan? Or I have numbers um, from Fox News, of all people, um, that basically the bottom line is is that the viewership is down 10% um, from week over week for, since the kind of this the president called uh, people to protest. So if basically from two weeks ago Monday night to the following Monday night, viewership was down 10% uh, in that uh, time frame. And you know this time last year there's an 8% drop um, from the same Monday night game one year later. Wow. Um, so they even threw Hank Jr. back on there for the uh, sure did for, for, for how about some football like yeah this wow. is the classic damned if you do damned if you don't uh, scenario which which if you're the NFL I mean I feel like if you're the NFL you better make a stand because you're already going you're going losing somebody you losing somebody yeah so just mm. be right <laughs> just be right well, just be right so this is this like are they going too late though like like better late than never. Do you think though? Because you made a comment on show's new show. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got something to say that you felt like uh, that the players are millionaires for a reason. They're because they're about their money. They're about and their money. and so do you feel like that like push is going to come to shove sooner than later, where everyone in the league's like this is about to hurt our money, so we're not going to do this anymore. I I think it's it's too many it's too many people in a room. To to unify on any way, one way or the other, 
So I think there's always mm. going to be people that are, that are going to try to compromise. I mean, you see it now, like the compromise of kneeling before the anthem and then locking arms during the anthem. Like that's to me, that was total BS. Like that's sure you're a cow. It was a coward's move, if I may say so. Like it was no, he knelt during the anthem. That was Kaepernick, and he's kneeling to say clearly the America of which we're pledging our allegiance. They're not holding up to their end what they say they're going to be. So I will then take a knee to represent that I'm not necessarily in agreement with what's happening now. So this whole before mm-hmm. kneeling before locking arms, you can say that that's not. I don't mean nothing to me. Now, do I think that players will come together and like, oh, our money? Some I think the brand. I feel like the brand is too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Like football at this point is too big to fail. So, so there are going to be some people that kneel. There are going to be some people that protest. Ultimately. Sunday one o'clock football will be played. Whatever you do before then, people are gonna people are gonna come back to their football. Mm. I I fully believe people. I I also believe at some point Kaepernick will probably get signed. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's if you're smart. Like it, before these owners, it was a it was, I feel like it was a pride thing. Like we won't allow this person to do this thing. But at this point, once he gets signed, you're gonna have the people who are mad that he got signed. But then you'll also have less people kneeling. <laughs> Right, because it's like, oh, he got mm. signed, and you'll have people watching. So if you're smart, and it is about money, you just sign them. Mm. You just sign them, I'll and be, it silences like a lot of the, you know, the problems going on. I'll be honest, man. Like I don't know, and this is from a particular. This is from someone who agrees with the protest, right? With the, let me specify, with the, with Kaepernick's protest, right? I don't know, as. I like it's disingenuous to say that I boycott the NFL just because I don't really watch the NFL like that. Yeah. Like I never am like, yo, I got to catch this game. I don't have a team. I mean, I'm from Cleveland area. So like, yeah. I don't really have a That's team. Rough. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that being said, like I just have no strong, this isn't basketball for me. This isn't the NBA. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, I, I don't know like the end game of the boycott I don't know what it I don't know what that is exactly because because if Kaepernick gets a job it doesn't change what he was protesting like sure he's gonna kneel again like he's still kneeling he's gonna kneel again but the remember the people who were boycotting right. him not being signed will then watch football I don't maybe yeah, yeah. they'll watch football because yeah. the only reason I boycott it is because like it doesn't make sense I don't think that that's a large Majority of people, I'm going to be honest with you, who, who they're are boycotting the NFL because he's not signed. Oh, it's it's. I think it's bigger than you think. I think the far greater number of people that are boycott or that are not watching are are people who are upset by the boy by the boycott. So you think the 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 protest the protest of the protest is greater than the protest. I think the white people that are in their feelings are a far greater number than. The people who are in their feelings because Kaepernick's not signed. He that, might be right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, say, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm Trump saying is president, wrong. guys. Yeah, but he didn't win the popular vote. <laughs> Trump is president. <laughs> he didn't win the popular Trump vote. Trump is president of this country. What I'm, but also, but again, he didn't win the popular. So I'm saying that. I'm, say, tell, I'm saying that to say there's numbers. It I'm dropped ten percent. It, it dropped ten percent. Kaepernick hasn't been signed all season long. Right. The viewership dropped ten percent in one week. What week when the one president, was it? When the president called for the boycott. And set, and made the statements that we're all offended by. Yeah, viewership dropped ten percent to the following week. Sure, and 
But do you realize that also him saying that also had more people who were on the fence about boycotting on the sure. Kaepernick side sure. to then not watch football? Because I've been, I, have you gotten, if, I'm pretty sure you've gotten group texts. Are we watching football this week? I've not gotten group I have. text, but I know of them yeah, out there. Like yeah, like I, I, I am a part of several group texts. You watching football and it's. You're acting, you're acting really passionate right now, but on show show, you were like, no, nah, I'm not missing football. No, I'm, no, I said I'm not. I have I watch football. Okay, I've texted people. What I'm saying is, I think the number of people, the number of people who are who are who heard that comment and were kind of on the fence mm-hmm. about watching it, who were pro capping are now like, oh, after that, forget it. Mm-hmm. We team cap. We're definitely not know. watching now. I, I I honestly don't know. No I do knows. think it's a I do think it's an idea of like of who do you privilege? Like when I say privilege, not like white privilege. I mean like. Who does the ownership Goodell? Who they? Whose money do they privilege? And I do think if that if it mm. came down to that, mm-hmm. I could see them going on the side of the protest of the protest yes. people versus mm-hmm. the initial protest side of people. Because I just sure. think that I think that those people, the the ones that he, I think that they could afford quote of they afford think to- afford to like deal with whatever they're you know their issues is i think they just want to make sure they have the labor force in place which is what 70 percent of the yeah, um right of it like if they have huh. i i don't know man I, I do think it's one of those things where it's like yeah this i do think that the nfl has has managed to put themselves in a position and let me say they put themselves they in this, this position because i do think it's this this like chickens coming home to roost scenario where like you've you've been the most lucrative league for so long and you've managed to like you spent a good what eight years at least kind of just like poo-pooing this idea of cte being like yeah that's nothing and then it then it became well okay yeah it's something but like we don't really know yeah. like wh- how bad it is, you know, to now they still haven't truly reckoned with it at this point yet. But like between that, between domestic violence, between drunk driving, between between all of the things that they've managed to like botch with regards to with regards to discipline and stances and 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 taking some level of like moral strength with regard to how to them themselves being bought out by uh patriotism right for play and like essentially selling this that? idea of <laughs> oh yeah we'll take some money from here so to have this play. like i i think that all of this is worthwhile karmic seeds whatever you want to call it like i think all of that is i i have no pity for the nfl for None. them finding themselves in this position because I just think the fact that they're having issues on all these fronts and they're and like I'm just kind of like yeah you kind of deserve you it you did this you did it to yourself kind of deserve it but I don't think it's an easy way to wiggle out of though I do think it's and I, think I do think you have to make some tough decisions it's only going to get bigger and okay. I don't think it's just because of football like you saw about the basketball right they put yeah. out the note that like our players are expected yeah, yeah. I, and I was like, you see, J.R. Smith? Smith was, was like, like yeah, I, a word, yeah. So the NBA put out a right, note, and so everybody was championing the NBA. It's like, oh, this is a league where players are able to say what they want, and then you go put that out. You best <laughs> be, like, I'm so anxious to see what happens opening day 
of NBA season because we're talking about a more concentrated group of people. Mm. Like it's not it's not a hundred people with jobs. It's twenty four ish people on you know at a time on any one given game. And NBA players just have more power at yeah. the end of the day. They just have so that was a, a lot more weird power. stance for the NBA to be like you have you we expect it. And they and they wow. might be able to cut the baby in half by saying we expect, but we can't right. demand. You know, oh, yeah. we might just be. I don't know, y'all. It's it's crazy. I mean, I mean, the NBA and to to the commissioner's point is look, it's in the rules. Mm-hmm. It's in the rules, and it's in the collecting bargain agreement that mm-hmm. you guys signed. Mm-hmm. It's in the rule. Like this is this is a contract. We're asking you to sign. We're asking people that are not of this country to stand. We're like. We're asking people to stand and I'm not I so let me be clear I'm for I really hope that we find out that it does blow up I hope that the NFL players do continue to take a knee mm. until literally like the owners are crying for them to like and it's like okay fine and the players create a, a meaningful list of demands that's that they that creates town hall meetings all over this country that mm-hmm. you know because at the end of the day, to your point, Adon, like this has to lead to something. The protest has to mm. have a set of objectives that says this is what success will be. Mm. And and right now, there's just there's not that. There's this ambiguous statement of we are not included in this country, which is which is a valid thing to protest. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's not a it's not a lunch counter that's going to be desegregated by sitting at it. Right. And I do. And that, and that's the weird part, even for me as someone who like raised that specter of just like, what, like, what do we, what do we do with the protest? I'm also like, I'm hella uncomfortable with like, I, why am I expecting these NFL players to figure out like champion policy or figure something like, right. Like, I don't, I'm not, I shouldn't, be looking like they are filling a need right like like and 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 even Kaepernick like has talked he's taken a lot of like a lot of shit from just the way in which things he said and things like the way in which he's gone about stuff and it's like and I think that he's been for the most part very deliberate and thoughtful but he's but beyond the most part 100% he's put his action behind Mm -hmm. what he's been Mm -hmm. saying but I feel like look all of these players, all of these players, I do not want to speak to the issues. All of these players, I don't trust speaking on the issues. If I'm being very right, honest very about true. it, like Ray Lewis, <laughs> we will we will move on for a second. But 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 that idea is is very real out there. But I but you do have certain like I I don't know if it was Malcolm Jenkins, but it was some player in for the Eagles who like really dealt with like the idea of. Um, of like convicts and reinvent like reintegrating them into a society into society post serving time and i think it had to do and, and it was a big issue in philadelphia and so it could be that there are a lot of it could be that this is not a huge federal thing but that in each of these individual like what's if there's people taking a knee for the falcons right on mm-hmm. the falcons team like then okay localized issues what's happening in atlanta what are we focused on if it's jacksonville if it's san diego like whatever it may be like it might not it might not look the same everywhere but i do think that that is something that we're, we're approaching a stage where that has to be discussed in terms of what's the end game for this and then also i'm on the 
like undergirding that is just why are these athletes in this place of having to do this? And I'm not not that I'm not happy that the activism is there, but it is just this thing of like, yo, like if I I don't I don't know if I want uh perfect. I don't know if I want uh you know what I'm yeah. saying Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. <sighs> There's an Ohio State tie yeah. there that I want to promote, but yeah, it's tough. Two thoughts come to mind on that. It's like the whole I'm not a rapper phrase. Mm-hmm. Like cats rapping, talking about I'm not a rapper. Mm-hmm. Like why are the athletes being the activists? And obviously they can mm-hmm. be that and they can be the social agitators that bring about change. I'm open to that, but like I guess the question is who are the more qualified? Who are the who are the people filling the office that are supposed to do that? One and then two and this is just a side note. But it's crazy to me that we have an elected president who has no political qualifications. Talking about I'm not a rapper, I'm not a politician, I'm not a president. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> what is going on in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I, Go ahead, Dave. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say I I honestly I mean I, I hear your point, like where are the statesmen and where are the but in these times this these are the people. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Uh, and the main thing. reason sure. why is because at the end of the day it's dollars and cents. So you got some of the richest black people richest people the richest people but specifically black people in this country and they're saying oh this is a problem and i feel like if a bunch of poor black people are saying this they're like it's not a problem but when you get rich black people to say this is a problem and then it agitates people who thought that they had them bought yep then it becomes something that has to be dealt with Cause you can have- and to clarify, I'm not I'm not pushing back on that. I'm not denying the oh, yeah. ability or the legitimacy. It's just the idea that was aired yeah. that I'm not sure that I want these people to be the ones doing it. I was just jumping in on that. Right. And, and, I, and I, I agree. Like you know, would would I would I like a modern day Martin Luther King to come from the you know rise <laughs> up? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like times have changed, yeah. right? And we're realizing like even if you don't look at King in, in the civil rights, but it was it was like. Well, let's hit them in the pockets. Yeah. Right? Like, that's when change started happening. Yeah. So it's like, now you got a bunch of millionaires, mm-hmm. black millionaires, are saying, I have a problem with America. Mm-hmm. We've never seen anything like that. Yeah. So I feel like the potential for it is greater than anything we've ever seen, but it's also going to look a lot messier. So I think it's it's very important. And I think it's I think the protests are doing a good job of this. But I think it's important to specify, like, the protests have a problem with the don't have a problem with America. They have a problem with the promise of America that's been unfulfilled. Yes. Which, when you make... Which, so just as the white person sitting in the room that, like, ha- half my Facebook wall is, like, these entitled, sure. pr- like, players, they live in this country, they have the freedoms of this country, so on and so forth. It's right. bullshit, right? But the it does... Pr- the way that they see it is exactly how, Dave, you just said it, which is these players have a problem with America. No, they don't. Mm. They have a problem with the promise of America that has been unfulfilled, which is the equal opportunity for life and the pursuit of happiness. Or the way they say it is they do have a problem with America not fulfilling the promise. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, what, a, that's, that's yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to say. So it's like, yeah, I, I do have a problem with this country. I, well, lo- that, I love that, the ideals of the country. Yeah. Exactly. I love what the country says. I love the slogans. Now I love the commercial. That. Now, <laughs> can we bridge this gap? Right. And I think that to I, obviously, there's chosen ignorance in a lot of this, but I do think that there's a segment who are on that borderline of protesting, not pro- protesting the protester, or kind of watching and being somewhat frustrated by people kneeling during the anthem. 
and I think that the more that we can, you know, at least I'm trying to have these conversations is, mm. do you realize what is being said here? Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are saying it, but I think a lot of people are trying to drown, like kind of tune it out. But mm. I think we got to be careful to quickly say like the players have a problem with America. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's not it, it, what Adani just said is, is very important and very specific to the protests. And I, to kind of circle back to Dave, what you were saying, why these athletes, and it's because they're the athleticism and the NFL and the NBA and, and, you know, professional sports is at the very core of what it is to be a part of America now. Right. Also fame. Fame. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. fame. Like we've elected a yes. famous person. Right. So totally why famous. then now would not a bunch of famous people mm. be the one to lead the charge? Yeah. Cause think, that's the currency now it's fame. And I think there is not up to them. What I do, what I do feel like David, maybe you just said this, like I would love for a Martin Luther King to be the one. Mm -hmm. I think that there will be someone that can come alongside and say like, and and be the like the the kind of the leader to what this mass amount of like ability to sway the public specter mm -hmm. is and when that person kind of like and maybe it's Colin Kaepernick maybe he will be the one to like right. to to be like hey look I started this I'm gonna finish this mm -hmm. kind of come after me but I do think that these men are the ones that have our attention yeah, on a consistent the visibility basis. piece of it. Yeah. They yeah. have the eyes and the money so that people could care. And that, you know, it's what you were saying, David, it's like, where's the mat, you know, for everyone who's like, Oh, these entitled da 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 da. Well, you show me the bunch of poor black people that you listen to. Like, right. like right. If, if if there was an overwhelming amount of them that you paid it, then maybe, maybe I missed it. But right. like you haven't, because we don't pay attention to poor people, period, regardless right. of color. Right. And so right. at the end of the day, like these people and they're very vocal. Every everyone who studied up, they're very vocal about like, look, yes, I have this money. I'm not entitled. I work for this. Yeah. I have right. a, I have a skill yeah. that the market determines a rate for that right. I'm being paid justly for. Like I don't know how and also a lot of them a lot of them started off poor that's what i'm saying like they like <laughs> right. they have this skill that they worked at yes and like they are have just become recent uh chain you know recently have changed that right this isn't there's not like generational wealth in the nfl right. of black players who was just like yo you know i come from a long line of right yeah. you know my daddy was an nfl player and my great great, great and like, granddaddy and we and always like, yeah. Yeah, they taught me the ways of the, the <laughs> like it's just that's not the stories <laughs> right, right? So the idea being that these people are very much like, look, I've I've made it, quote, made it. But as Bennett has showed us, that doesn't change the fact that you can have a gun pointed in the back of your head or right. whatever. Right. Or even if that's not the case, it's not like I just don't have friends and family right. who are still in these environments that I left. And if, right. even if those two, two things aren't true, I still am someone who has a voice and I can speak for voiceless people because yes. I have this visibility. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I, but I don't know, man, there's a lot, there's, it's, it will be interesting to see how this plays out because I, I do think that there is this perfect storm that has occurred where there are people, we've already reached this point where we have people who are like, I'll still watch the NFL, but I'm never letting my son play, you know, mm -hmm. that's Let, us. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love I love football. Right, I live for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I like, but 
No, nah, my like my son will play will play Pee Wee so that he can say I played football at one point mm. in my life, and then as soon as he's like old enough to make to understand why I would say, hey, I think it's better for you long term to choose X, Y, or Z sport. Yeah, it's game over. That so yeah, we have that in which like you represent one of those people. We already have that, and and so you add on top of that these other social issues that inform our views now mm-hmm. of the NFL. Like it's. It's it's it has a reckoning that it's that it's fastly approaching, and, and so. you have a mat. I mean, a scare should be a scary amount of people early retiring from the NFL. Oh my God. Yeah, that's just like yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, we yeah. we need you yeah, to yeah. stay. Yeah, and yeah. Like nah, I'm, it's not worth it. You, I mean, <laughs> when you look at when you like see any of those interviews of Calvin Johnson, and he's just like, nah, I'm good. Right. Like I've. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. And we're just like, you got like at least you got at least two more years at the top. Right. And then like and then three, you're and then he's, like, he's like, nah. nah I'm going out right I'm, here. <laughs> right now. And like you see those interviews. I think it was um might have been Santone Santonio Holmes who recently spoke. And like he's just like, bro, I'm like in my late thirties and I'm like, I, I, I just forget things like out of nowhere mm. in convert and bruh, that's, that's scary. Nah. And then you see the hits like Muhammad Sanu took this past week, which if you don't know, he's a receiver on the Falcons, mm. took a crazy, terrible concussion. And already like the team's like, oh, he'll be, he could be yeah. back in this mm. week. It's and questionable for next week. What? It's like, I saw that hit. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't do anything for like six months. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, uh, I think that uh, that's a good point to end on, man. Let us know uh, your thoughts. If you are boycotting the NFL for either reason, if you're boycotting the boycott, if you're just initial part of the boycott, if you just, um, I don't know, love lacrosse and, like, you know, don't want to deal with the NFL, talk to <laughs> us about that, too. Um, y'all want to do Scratch of the Week and we can get out of here. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, you got one right now, Dan? Yeah. Um, so today uh, I was feeling extra nostalgic and went back to, like, John Bellion's like first EP put out called Separation. It was like mm-hmm. a free album he had like dropped mm-hmm. back in like 2013. Uh, and damn, it's so good. <laughs> it's so it's like so different and yeah. so just was not trying to be anybody else other than him. So that kind of like yeah feeds into that whole conversation earlier. So that's what's up. I I feel like I really you were the first person who really like came to me with like John Belly and it like mm-hmm. yo like mm-hmm. this guy and I was just like I think I'd seen his name before but never like keyed in on him and I remember watching um he was uh, it was like him making some of the songs or whatever mm-hmm. I did and to be very honest like all of that was super engaging like hearing his process yes. I enjoyed the process more than the finished oh, products sure. all that like I would hear I would hear the songs I'd be like okay that's cool but like hearing how he was thinking through the songs themselves and like I was just like yo that dude's talented I might not even love all the finished product <laughs> but like that dude is crazy talented yep. like super dope so yep. um, we're gonna save you Hollywood uh, that's right. <laughs> he said that's how you should do it because I'm like, Hollywood I'm gonna plug something that's gonna show up y'all <laughs> um, man I'll, I'll hop in here and then we'll go to you Sean uh, I just wanna shout out like I, I tweeted this but it's so real like uh I mean, it's crazy. I've reached this age where I have friends who are running for political office and winning, mm. which is nuts. Mm. And so uh, I just I want to give a shout out to uh, my classmate from uh, 
little known college called Morehouse College. Small uh, college. He, small college. Small college named Morehouse College. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, we want to shout out Randall Woodfin, who was recently elected as of last night, elected the new mayor of uh, of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, which is just it's crazy, man. Like the fact that this dude. I, I just I remember seeing him in the cab. I just I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he's a mayor of a city. <laughs> like, that's mayor. just yeah. <laughs> who who gives people I know keys to cities city. that they are like that's in wild. charge of budgets and stuff like that. But it is very interesting. Like, I think he's like the youngest, like the youngest mayor since in Birmingham since like I want to say like post reconstruct like 18 1890 yeah, like, something yeah it's yeah. nuts wow. like the number is crazy and so like to see and that's awesome and it's also crazy because like he he was a clinton staff like like he worked on the clinton staff a like some years ago but then he was largely um championed not by clinton for this run but by bernie sanders actually and um and to see like that birmingham elected such a progressive like candidate yeah. like huh. who was young and he defeated the incumbent mayor like this wasn't like yeah. two new jack stepping like it's just crazy so i have nothing but you know it's gonna be a crazy crazy election cycle it's, like it's people nuts. are not ready for no, what nuts. is about to happen <laughs> it's like, wow it's nuts but it also just makes me be like what the hell am i doing with my life also, i got yeah. friends who are mayors <laughs> meanwhile yeah i'm just trying to finish this verse right that's not going different well. Past, bro. That is not going different well. past, bro. But you focus on somebody else, that's different past, bro. Hey, man. Anyway, uh, man, Sean Little, what you got? Um, part of the perk of where we're staying at in Hawaii is cable. Like, we don't subscribe to cable in our normal life, but mm. we out here and it's provided. Uh, so I've been tuning in to Viceland, and mm. I mentioned this earlier, but uh, there's a show on Viceland called The Therapist. Last night I watched, really enjoyed, been thinking about uh, the Joe Budden episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could get into a long story, but my wife and I have both been in couples and individual counseling for the past several years. Uh, so I'm just a huge proponent of counseling, couples counseling, individual counseling. We all need to be uh, in an intentional relationship with someone wiser and more educated than us that can help us process who we are uh, and I feel the need of that increasing maybe as I get older maybe as our times become more turbulent uh, but if people could just step back and open up and process their issues you know the health and wellness that's resulted in my own life just a huge proponent of that anyway so Joe Budden you know is dope has been dope he's sort of hyper masculine and plays out a lot of the role of masculinity as it's presented in America uh, so to see that brother talk about um, rage that is actually shame uh, and to explore sort of the confines of what masculinity is or what it's been pitched to be and ultimately as he performs those things how it hurts him mm-hmm. and how it hurts people who he's in relationship with uh, and to see him be open to that and process that and value that that's something that I love about rappers getting older and mm-hmm. hip-hop getting older because mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of wisdom that's starting to at least creep into the culture that I really value. So shout out to Joe Budden. Peace to that brother. Shout out to Viceland. I love things that they're bringing to the platform, uh, specifically to the therapist. And if you're hearing my voice now, you need to be in counseling. Mm. There it is. There we go. There it is. Yes, sir. Hollywood. <laughs> Move from Vice to Hollywood. What's up? Um, all right. So I don't think I'm, I wasn't, this didn't happen last time. So, one quick 
scratch to the homie Dulce Sloan, newest correspondent oh, yeah. on the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody I came up in comedy with here in Atlanta recently got uh, is a correspondent on Daily Show. She's had a couple pieces. Well, I don't know if she had a couple pieces. She had one piece uh, like her first day, and I think she got a couple no, coming up this week or something like that. But shout out to just hard work and just seeing somebody who you had a conversation with about comedy's not working four years ago <laughs> and now they're like want to have one of the premier jobs in comedy and right. just watching mm. that on TV and just like remembering those conversations like you just for anybody just remembering those conversations with somebody be like, I don't know if it's going to work and you just be like come on man you got to push just know if you passionate about something push <laughs> continue to push you know passion yeah. and talented let me be very clear a lot of people passionate <laughs> not so talented if you're passionate and talented believing your talents continue to push so I just want to shout out. I was going to do another shout, but it would it would take in a different direction. <laughs> I was going to shout, I was going to give a scratch to Michael Che for his uh, weekend update. Okay, because we, yeah. talk, we talked about LeBron calling the president a bum. Yeah, and then Che was like, "I'll do you one better." He did. He <laughs> I'll add some did. other. I'll add some other letters to this to this B word. Um, <laughs> no, I just I, I you know say what you will about Che. Some people don't like him, but like uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, if I have to choose between Michael Che and jo- uh, Colin Jost, yeah, nah, give me Che. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer much prefer if Cecily Strong would have kept the uh, yeah that, that position. That'd like, have been that'd have been good. But Che Che is kind of coming to his own, and uh, that last one, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever seen that one, I mean, it's got a lot of people mad, and I can get why you mad because he definitely called the president of the United States out his name. He did, but I feel like. Stranger in a couple things ways. in a couple ways, but yeah. you know what? We're in a weird time right now. The yeah. did, so he did. Did <laughs> anyway. not did not let it go. But anyway, shout out to Dulce. That's what I want people to know. Shout out to Dulce. If you watch the Daily Show, look out to her. Look out for her, and just keep pushing. If you're doing something that you believe in and you're talented, believe in your talents and don't stop. And constantly work at being better than what you were the day before, because that's when things start opening up for you. Sounds good. That's what's up. How old is uh how old is Jace now? He is four three weeks today. Good lord, it's getting big. Dude, <laughs> it is crazy how big they get so fast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Well, hey, this was another off the record, man. Thank y'all good brothers for joining, getting on here and wading through some of these topics. Uh peace to you, Sean. And uh and yeah, man, we'll be back uh in a couple weeks. See y'all soon. Peace. Peace. This time.